Hello again, and welcome back to the Farmington Players Audio Theater. My name is Andrew Scott. Previously on He Shed, She Shed. Everyone, let's toast my wonderful husband for his new adventure. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers. Annie, are you okay? Peachy! Richard, did you not tell her about the opportunity? I'm sensing some tension. (laughs) Opportunity, he calls it. Annie, can I speak to you in the kitchen? No. I'm enjoying my new hobby with my friends. We can talk later. How much wine have you had? Not nearly enough. Anyone need a refill? I would love some. Joey! When in Rome. Great! Don't let anyone decide for you. Make your own decisions. He Shed, She Shed, Episode 3. Lions and ocelots and bears. Oh my. Today we learn how Richard is handling his new fame as the spokesman for Ocelot's Entertainment and Sports Bar. It's Friday morning. Let's see how this day starts off at the Papadopoulos house. How do I feel? How do I feel? I'm angry. No, angry doesn't do it justice. I'm, I'm livid, fuming, furious, apoplectic, steaming. I'm pissed off. God, just look at me. I'm pacing for God's sake. I had to come down to the basement just to get some peace. But instead of peace, I pace. How could Richard do this to me? Working with Bambi at his new job. Spokesman for a titty bar. Oh, and he signed the contract without even consulting me. I feel, I feel like a caged lion. I need space. Good morning. I said... I heard you. I'm not deaf. You're cooking. What's the occasion? It's called breakfast. Today's menu, coffee and eggs. How do you like your eggs? You know, over easy with a runny yolk. Here you go. One egg, over easy, runny yolk. But this is totally raw. You just cracked a raw egg and threw it on my plate. Yeah? Well, raw is the new runny. Deal with it. That afternoon at Ocelot's, How do you like the Lions' chances on Sunday? I'd say they have a great chance. Really? To blow a big lead and lose in the fourth quarter, like they always do. I find comfort in their predictability. At least they're consistent. Emerson said, A foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds, adored by little statesmen and philosophers and divines. Bambi! Hey, Mr. Papadopoulos. How's our new spokesman? You can call me Big Papa. Not a chance, Richard. Richard is fine, too. Joey, you remember Bambi from the book club? How could I ever forget? I like your costume. What is it, a a kitty cat? An ocelot. Ocelot? Is that because guys... Grab my ocelot, yeah. I've heard that one before. Working here, I get used to turning the other cheek, literally. What is an ocelot, exactly? 
The ocelot, Leopardus pardalis, is a wild cat native to the southwestern United States, Mexico, and Central America. It's a medium-sized cat characterized by solid black spots and streaks on its coat, round ears, and a white neck and undersides. What do you know? So, gentlemen, what do you have? Bell's two-hearted ale. Uh, better make it a pitcher. Great. Be right back. A pitcher? You all right. Annie is still steamed about my ocelot's gig because I signed on before even talking to her about it. I just figured it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah, well, you figured wrong. You know that macho bullshit doesn't fly with women. You really screwed up this time, says the guy with two failed marriages. Hey, I'm in touch with my feminine side. Plus, I watch a lot of Lifetime TV. It helps me see both sides of any argument. This is more than an argument. This is a heavyweight title fight. Look, all couples fight. Annie is probably overly sensitive because she got fired. Just give her a little space. That's the problem. Now that we're both home all the time, there is no space. There's hardly any room to breathe. I have to tiptoe around so I don't upset her. I even climbed the chestnut tree in my backyard just to get some peace. Here you go, boys. Bell's two-hearted. Hey, who's in your fantasy football lineup this weekend? I'm starting Kamara, Julio, Devante, A-Rob. But I don't know who to play at flex. Shark or MG3? Mm. What do you think, Bambi? About what? The big three. Love, football, beer. Love is like football. You have to follow your fantasy and be flexible. But love is not like beer. You better be committed, not two-hearted. I'll drink to that. Annie and Sherry meet up at a coffee shop. Thanks for meeting me on short notice. Oh, any time, girlfriend. So what's the matter, hon? You look famished. Yeah, I'm starving. No, not famished. Famished. It's Yiddish for mixed up, confused. Oh, I'm way beyond famished. I'm going completely crazy. My life is totally effed up. Oh, then you're fakakta. Oh, fakakta. That sounds about right. First, the lions dumped me, and now Richard is having a midlife crisis. Do you think he's fooling around? Well, God, I hope not. Not yet, anyway. But he latched onto this ocelot's job like a pit bull and won't let go. And I take it you don't share his enthusiasm. Not for him working at a sexist place that objectifies women. Have you seen what they make the servers wear? Yes, but how is that any different than the lion's cheerleaders? I I didn't hear you complain about those girls showing a little skin when it helped you market the team. It's not the same thing. (sighs) Annie, can I be real with you for a minute? It sounds like someone is jealous of all the attention Richard is getting, especially from his dear little friend. Me? Jealous of Bambi? You've got to be kidding. Besides, he's old enough to be her father. Hey, age is just a number. So, how's your assistant trainer? Oh, honey, he's so five minutes ago, I got bored with him. Turns out he was just a dumb jock who didn't know my labia from my labrum. (laughs) So who's your next victim? I'm thinking about putting the moves on Ted, the lion's intern. Yeah, he's funny, sexy, and super smart. Are you sure he plays for your team? Well, of course he does. We both work for the lions, and I think he likes cougars. I meant, are you sure Tad doesn't prefer men? Why, do you think so? At book club, I definitely sensed a connection between Hunter and Tad. Their auras were both orange. 
orange is related to the sacral chakra, which deals with sexual energy. Well, maybe Ted's a switch hitter, you know, bisexual. Just be careful. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. Except Donna. Except Donna. She can go to hell. How is the wicked bitch of the Midwest? As devious as ever. I've been plotting my revenge. There's a producer at the Lion's flagship station that owes me a favor. But I'll need your help. And we need a techie. Count me in. And Tad's a trekkie. <laughs> no, not trekkie. Techie. I know, I'm kidding. I'd just like to get you all riled up. Oh, God. Good one. Look, I'll let you know when I'm ready to launch Operation Prima Donna. As far as I'm concerned, she can go fuck to herself. As the sun goes down, it's dinner time at the Papadopoulos house. So, how was your day? Peachy. Are you mad at me about something? Mad? Why do you say that? If your shoulder was any colder, we'd be in Alaska. Come on, Annie. What is this all about? I'll give you a clue. A small deer with big headlights. Bambi? Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Your prize is a one-way ticket to the doghouse. Oh, come on, Annie. This is beneath you. Oh, I think Bambi is the one you want beneath you. This is not about her. No? So, you've always aspired to work at a titty bar? Gentleman's with Club? With a pretty girl to stroke your ego, assuming that's all she's stroking, dick. Give me a break. That's not fair. Fair? You want fair? How about you taking a job without telling me and signing a contract without even asking for my advice? I negotiate contracts for a living. I could have helped you. You probably didn't even read the damn thing. Of course I read it. Really? How long are you bound? Is there a non-compete? A confidentiality provision? Liquidated damages? I... I don't know. Exactly. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. You never do. You don't plan. You just act impulsively. I just wanted to do something productive to help bring in some money. This isn't about to money. To make you proud of me. Proud? <laughs> if you were so proud of this job, then why did you hide it from me? I was always going to tell you. Really? When? When the moment was right, which it never is lately. I constantly have to walk on eggshells around you. Oh, don't you dare make this about me. You haven't been yourself since you lost your job. Lost my job? I didn't lose my job. That makes it sound like I misplaced my car keys. My job was stolen from me. I was fired. I was betrayed by Donna. And now I've been betrayed by you, too. Okay, spare me the theatrics. I've had enough of this crap. I gotta get out of here. Where do you think you're going? We're not done here. Yes, we are. I'm going out. Don't wait up. I won't. If I'm even here when you get home. Fine. Fine. That night, Richard heads over to Joey's. Cheers! I'm hearing more jeers than cheers lately. Come on, buddy. Buck up. And drink up. Thanks for letting me crash here tonight. Mi coucha es su coucha. So tell Dr. Joey, what's the matter, you? Annie and I had another fight, a major conflagration. The gloves came off and the claws came out. Is this about ocelots again? Yes, but it's deeper than that. I've always been able to coax her out of a bad mood by making her laugh. 
But now she's feeling betrayed and I'm acting defensive, even though I haven't done anything wrong. Not yet, anyway. What's that supposed to mean? Would you sleep with Bambi if you had the chance? She's 30 years younger than me. So you've already done the math. But that wasn't my question. I'm not going to dignify that with a response. That's a non-denial denial. denial. Whatever, dude. Look, here's the deal. It's finally my turn to provide for Annie. I want to be the breadwinner and take care of her for a change. I need a big win, and I need it quick. Across town, Annie shows up at Mark's front door. Annie? Mark, forgive me for dropping in like this. I would have called, but I just started driving, and the next thing I knew, I was here. This is a bad idea. I'm sorry. I'm being stupid. Well, do you want to come in? Annie, come inside. Please. What can I get you to drink? I better not. Okay, whatever you say. (laughs) Bourbon. Okay, maker's mark. Coming right up. I'll join you. To what do I owe the pleasure of your company at this late hour? Richard and I are fighting again. We argued, he walked out, and I just didn't feel like being home alone. And so the long and winding road... Led me to your door. Well, how can I help? Do you need a hand to hold? A shoulder to cry on? A bed to sleep in? Ah, no. But thank you. (laughs) Just lend me your ears. Tell me the God's honest truth. Deep down are all men Neanderthals? Yes, but some of us are better at hiding it than others. (laughs) Damn, how'd you discover our secret identity? I majored in archaeological anthropology. I'm good at digging up dirt about people. Are you expecting to find dirt on Richard? No, not really. I just didn't expect to be competing with 20-somethings for his attention, especially now. When I need his support, he keeps running away. That sounds like that book. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Come again? That's what she said. <laughs> God, you're so juvenile. But what's your point? My point is that men and women react to stress differently. We Neanderthals tend to withdraw temporarily by retreating into our caves, the garage, the basement, the bar. But women react to stress by talking with someone close about it. So the man retreats just as the woman tries to get closer, which only adds to the conflict. So these caves could actually give a couple the space they need to regroup. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying it. The Mars-Venus author. That's what he said. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) Wait, wait a minute. Oh, that gives me an idea. He said, she said, he said, she said. You're brilliant, Mark. Thanks for the drink, but I've got to go. I need to start digging a cave. The next morning, at the Papadopoulos house. Morning. Just morning? Not good morning? I don't know. Is it good? Not sure yet. What's for breakfast? Hangover special. Greasy bacon, eggs, and toast. Hangover? A doozy. I've got elephant ballerinas tap dancing in my brain. Did you even come home last night? I didn't hear you. Listen, Annie... I'm in no mood to play 20 questions. Okay. Me neither. So, don't ask, don't tell. Is that how it's going to be? Works for me. Well, that bacon smells incredible. Someone should make a bacon fragrance. (laughs) They already did. Bacon by Farginet. Ooh, that would do it for me. 
total aphrodisiac. One whiff and I'd be hot to trot. Giddy up! <laughs> oh, my head. Oh, God, I don't know. Maybe you should apply some of the bacon strips directly to your forehead. Good idea. Here's your breakfast. Extra crispy bacon, buttered toast, and two eggs with runny yolks. Go ahead. You eat while it's hot. Thanks. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. This is fabulous. Mm. <laughs> Richard, we need to talk. This can't be good. No. No, it is good. Talking is good. Listening is even better. I agree. So let's talk and listen. Since my forced retirement, I've been home all the time. We keep getting in each other's way, constantly tripping over one another. I admit that on occasion, I tend to micromanage you. Really? I hadn't noticed. My point is that our new dynamic just isn't working for me. Or for me. What are you trying to say? I need some space. We both need space, our own space, separate spaces. Maybe it's just temporary. Temporary? Did you mean separate or separate? The former. No, I don't want to separate. Do, do you? No, of course not. You scared me for a minute there, but separate spaces sounds intriguing. How did you come upon this epiphany? Well, I was talking to Mark, Mark? last night and... You were with Mark last night? Uh, yeah, but it's not what you think. So now you and Mark want your own love shack? What? No. God, how did you jump to that? This conversation is over. I'm going to work now. Later that morning, Richard and Gwen meet at Ocelot's to talk business. Richard, there you are. Get your butt over here. Dost thou seekest me, O fair Gwendolyn? Cut the crap. This isn't Shakespeare. It's an ad for Ocelot's. I know. I just wanted to jazz things up a bit. Make it a little classier. Add some savoir-faire. Oh, listen to me, you nitwit. I pulled major strings and went out on a limb to get you this spokesman gig. My reputation is on the line, so you will not be adding anything, not a word, not a syllable, to the script. You will perform it exactly as written. Capiche? Okay, okay. Don't worry, Gwen. I won't let you down. You'd better not. I went to a lot of... What is that smell? I don't smell anything. It's coming from you. Have you been drinking? No, not today. I mean, I was last night. I still got one hell of a hangover. A hangover? Well, why didn't you say so? I've got the perfect hangover cure right here. Really? In your purse? I'll let you have it right now! Oof! Why did you hit me? Now my stomach is killing me. But you're not thinking about your head anymore, right? You can thank me later. Now hurry up and get into costume. Costume? Is there an echo in here? Yes, put on your damn costume. I thought this was a radio spot. It's a television commercial, you putz. Now go before I really hurt you. Gwendolyn, darling, it's so nice to see you again. You're looking lovely as ever. Have you had some work done? Fast leave, perhaps? You don't look a day over 70. I'm 62, but it was sweet of you to notice, Frank. Thank you for agreeing to direct our little TV commercial. It's my pleasure. Now, where are my actors? Getting dressed. Uh, well, that should not take long, given how little clothing they will be wearing. <laughs> and here comes my Tarzan now. Richard, you look positively radiant. I'm blushing from embarrassment. Is this the entire costume? This barely covers my butt. Oh, come closer. Let me look you over. 
Mm, I don't know. Can you suck in your gut a little? Now turn around. I suppose, Evil Verk. I feel like a piece of meat. Welcome to my world. Bambi, what are you... Ah, here's my Jane. You look fabulous. Frank, allow me to introduce you to Mr. Richard Papadopoulos and Bambi. Now, uh, listen up, act whores, while I set up the scene. Tarzan and Jane are in jungle. Jane is so hungry, Tarzan says, Let's swing by us a lot to pick up, carry out. Then, Tarzan and Jane swing on vine, swoop down, and grab pizza, and swing back up and away. That sounds dangerous. Not to worry. There is no hot pizza in box. It is empty. But, 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 but how do we swing? I mean, swing on a vine. Oh, there is harness and cables. It's all very safe. As long as you don't fade too much. Wendelin, I didn't sign up for this. Actually, you did. It's all there in your contract, including the disclaimer of liability for accidental death or dismemberment. Dismemberment? Come on, Richard. It'll be fun. We've got this. Okay, I'll try. Pluses, everyone. Okay, first we clip in cable to harness like so. Now, Tarzan, you grab vine with one hand here. And now place your free hand around Jane. Hold her firmly, just under her bosoms. Um, like this? Tighter. You better not drop me. Wow, you're so light and fit. Your abs are rock hard. Are we ready to get up and swing? It's now or never. Come hold me tight. Focus, Richard. And no singing. And action. Oh, my God! That afternoon at Lions Corporate Headquarters... Tad, you incompetent toad. I wanted 17 8x11 copies. But, Donna, you said, and I quote, make 8 11x17 copies. I don't care what I said. You should know that nobody uses 11 by 17 paper. Just fix it. I'll be back in an hour. Don't mind her, Ted. I'd like to tell her where she can stick those copies, Sherry. Actually, I have a better way to get back at her. Annie and I need your help recording this. Oh, let me see the copy. It's a fake Lions radio commercial. Oh, you are a devil, Sherry. I am so in. When Operation Prima Donna airs, it will make Lionsgate look tame by comparison. Down on the field, Richard meets up with Hunter. Hey, Hunter. Thanks for getting me in to watch practice. Anytime. But now that you're spokesman for one of our sponsors, it wasn't hard to arrange. And congratulations on setting a new NFL record last week. Thanks, uh, but having the record for the most punts in a game is a dubious distinction. After number 18, I thought my leg would fall off. Speaking of punts, what was that play you guys kept practicing over and over today? Keep it under your shirt, but it's a trick play. Keep a secret? Absolutely. It's a fake punt. Based on my film study, the Bears always retreat to set up a putt return. When they do, instead of punting the ball, I'll pass it to the receiver, who should be wide open. 
We just need the right moment to surprise them in our next game. That's awesome. I'll keep it under wraps. Good luck tomorrow. That evening, Richard and Annie are getting ready for bed. Can we call a truce? Like the good book says. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Okay. Truce granted. At ease, soldier. That's better. How was your day? Very satisfying, actually. Sherry and Tad are helping me destroy Donna. They're taping a fake Lions radio commercial that will air during Sunday's game, and when it does, Donna will be disgraced and fired. <laughs> but I thought you didn't want your old job back. I don't. I just want revenge. Aren't you worried that all this negativity will affect your aura? Ah, the die is cast. Let the chips fall where they may. Just let it go. Wouldn't you be better off finding positive ways to channel your energy? You're probably right. Hey, how did your Ocelot commercial go today? Thanks for asking. I was a little stiff at first, but then I loosened up and we had fun shooting. Football Sunday at Ocelots. It's not looking good for the home team. Come on, lucky Lions jersey. There's still time for a Lions comeback. Another round, boys? No, thanks. Hey, just curious, is Bambi your real name? My real name is Beatrix. Bambi is an acronym my mother taught me. Beat arrogant men by intellectualism. B-A-M-B-I. That's clever. Hey, Joey. Why do you bring a portable radio to a bar when you're watching the Lions game on TV? Well, the radio paints a better visual picture of the game. Plus, audio leaves more to the listener's imagination. Here, have a listen. Oh, wait, they're going to commercial. Hey, Lions fans, we'll be right back for the thrilling conclusion of today's game. But now it's time to restore the roar. This year's team is playoff bound. Be sure to pre-order your playoff tickets. Playoffs? No way these imposters are making the playoffs. It's time to cut the crap. Stop lying about the Lions. Hey, turn up that radio. One lousy playoff wins since 1957? It's pitiful. We fans are fed up. Tell us the truth. Stop lying, Lions. Stop lying, Lions. Stop lying, Lions. Stop lying, Lions. After the radio ad, Lions headquarters gets bombarded with phone calls. Detroit Lions, please hold. Detroit Lions, please hold. Detroit Lions, please... Oh, oh, I am so sorry, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, I did not realize it was you. Who is it? The big cheese. Yes, ma'am, she's here. I'll put you right through. Donna here? Yes, ma'am. I heard the radio spot. I certainly understand your agitation, and I can assure you that those responsible will be thrown under the bus. Literally. You have every right to be appalled. That's the first thing I said to Tad. I'm appalled. Uh, what? You didn't say appalled? Put her on speaker. No, not appalled. Applaud. 
I applaud your creative, no-nonsense approach of being honest with the fans. We've been hiding the ball for far too long. Let's give them the unvarnished truth. If we underpromise and overperform, they'll be grateful for our candor. Keep up the good work, Doolittle. I'll be damned. Tad, find out who those announcers were on that radio spot. Their voices sounded awfully familiar. Back at Ocelots. Well, this team is hopeless. Lions are about to punt again. Let's go. No, wait. This is it. This is the play. What play? Listen, I happen to know, don't ask me how, that the Lions are planning a fake punt today. I placed a huge bet that the Lions kicking team would score a touchdown today. That never happened. That's why I got such long odds. If this hits, I'll be a wealthy man. A minute 46 left. Fourth and 10 at their own 30. The Lions are in punt formation again. Hunter Bronkowitz receives the snap and... Wait, what's this? Hunter rolls right. He's running toward the line. And now he pulls up and heaves the ball downfield. The Bears are caught completely off guard. Agnew catches the pass at the 40. And he's all alone. He's at the 30, the 20, the 10. Touchdown Lions and the crowd goes wild. Holy smokes! I can't believe it! I'm so happy! I... <clears throat> Bambi, I'm buying a round for everyone at the bar! Put it on my tab! Woohoo! Wait, wait a minute! Is that a flag? Uh-oh. There's a penalty flag back at the line of scrimmage. The Lions are being penalized for an illegal formation. The tight end was not properly aligned. Ha! That's just one more loose end that comes back to bite the lions in the butt. Shut up, Joey. Monday morning. What's brewing in Annie's and Richard's kitchen? Whipped cream. Are we having pancakes for breakfast? Nope. Just whipped cream. Oh. Don't eat it straight out of the can. Why not? I'm depressed. Whipped cream helps. Does it? All right. Give me a hit off that can. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Not bad. You depressed too? Yep. I had the perfect plot to disgrace Donna. It backfired. Somehow she came out smelling like roses again. Why are you depressed? I placed a sure thing bet on the lines and it almost worked but they shot themselves in the foot with a stupid penalty. You lost me at a sure thing bet on the Lions. There is no such thing. Just how much did you lose? Don't ask, don't tell, remember? (sighs) Richard, I've been thinking about what you said about letting go. By dwelling on my revenge against Donna, the negative karma is tearing me up inside. I noticed your chakras have been out of alignment lately. And if I focus on fixing you... That makes both of us miserable. So where does that leave us? I need some time and space to regroup. 
I want to look inward and focus on myself. I need to figure out what makes me happy and what I want to do in retirement. A bit of introspection would be good for both of us. That's why I think we should each plan, design, and build our own caves. A safe place that is our private sanctuary to do our own thing without annoying each other. My own man cave? Man cave, he shed, whatever you want to call it. I'm still skeptical given that Mark was your inspiration for this idea. But I'll consider it. You'll keep an open mind? Yes, dear. Don't call me dear. It reminds me of you-know-who. Oh, sorry. Poor choice of endearment. Oops, I just did it again, didn't I? Endearment? Here, have some whipped cream, dick. Not on my... head. I deserve that. Man, I am so whipped. Don't tell Annie, but I love the idea of my own man cave. This basement would be ideal. The karaoke stage could go over here, I could hang a moose head up there, and my poster of the Ocelot Girls would be perfect right over there. But I'll probably have to fight Annie for the basement. Maybe if I act cool to the idea and drag my feet a little, she'll sweeten the pot. I'll get her to throw in a big screen high-def TV so I can watch sports with Joey. We'll just see who the best negotiator is. Game on. You've just listened to He Shed, She Shed, Episode 3, Lions and Ocelots and Bears, Oh My, written by Tony Targan, directed by Maureen Mansfield, David Ranke, and Tim Timmer, and featuring the voices of Tony Targan as Richard Papadopoulos, Nancy Cooper as Annie Papadopoulos, Rose Randall Warner as Sherry Wine. Dave Durham as Joey Green, Anne Kraft as Gwen Lafarge, Jamal as Mark O'Leary, Barbara Bruno as Donna Doolittle, Christy Schwartz as Bambi Devine, Andy McNamara as Hunter Bronkowitz. Today's episode also featured Tristan Seaver as Tad Singleton, Nick Zerba as Frank. Pat Rogers as The Big Cheese, Tony Semenik as Russ Webster, Dave Ranke as John, and many thanks to our team of players backstage. Our production director, Eric Nogus, our audio and video engineer, Brennan Harvath, and our logo was designed by Marilyn Zerlach. And me, I'm your host, Andrew Scott. We hope you have enjoyed our program, and please don't forget to hit the subscribe and notification buttons to make sure you get alerted anytime we upload new content. Thanks for listening to the Farmington Players Audio Theater. Bye for now.